Hello there. The Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm the Comic Book Hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode number 52. Welcome. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic books themselves, comic book movies, comic book video games, comic book animation, you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, we start with the news of the week, which is any news that comes out between comics, movies, and video games, and all that stuff, which we got a lot of news this week, a lot of comic news, cool. And uh, then we go to the comics of the week, where we rate and review them, and we give you a quick overview of each issue. And then uh, sometimes we do a character of the week, but we have not picked one for this week, so... But we have a lot of news. <laughs> we have so. a lot of news, so it'll be a lot to get through. But, uh, yeah, I think like that, let's just jump straight into the yeah. news. Timestamps will be in the description yeah. if you want to skip ahead. And it is, um, this is Marvel and DC, not just any comics. So, yeah, Marvel and DC. Maybe yeah. one day we'll branch into other smaller things, but for now, Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And like JD was saying, sorry for interrupting, but yeah, timestamps in the description below of SoundCloud, and I don't know if they transfer over to like Spotify and yeah, iTunes. It's on iTunes. I don't know about Spotify, but it's definitely on iTunes. Okay, yeah, check out the timestamps below if you want specific discussions, because there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, before we get into the news, just for those who wanted to skip to the comics of the week, the comics that we are reviewing this week are Superman number 12, The Flash number 72, Batman Detective Comics number 1005, Batman and the Outsiders number 2, Red Hood Outlaw number 35, The Amazing Spider-Man number 23, sorry, and maybe Justice League Odyssey number, I can't remember what number it's at. Hold on, I might have it around here, stalling, stalling, okay, 10. Justice League and also, and also everyone's favorite character, the Batman Who Laughs, number six. Oh, right. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> event Leviathan, or what, however you pronounce it, Bendis' first DC event also began today. We didn't read it, so... <laughs> I wanted to read it, but my comic shop didn't have a copy, so... I kind of forgot it came out. <laughs> so <laughs> we will uh, maybe talk about it another time, but this is just kind of basic comics this week. But starting with the news of the week, our first bit of news is something that... Many people have been waiting for for a long time. Oh, JD, we'll, I'll let you talk about it first. Wally West has a solo series, baby. I was at work. I was using the backpack blower, so I was not on my phone at all. I do maintenance work. And uh, all of a sudden, I get on Instagram after like an hour of you know not checking my phone. Oh, that I was like two hours, three two hours, hours maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a long time. I, I, I go on my phone, I see a bunch of DMs from, including Hunter, but a bunch of followers <laughs> telling me, Wally West has a solo series. And literally every post on my timeline was the Doc Shane or Wally West cover. And I was just like, what is going Like I was absorbing it all, like, what is going on? <laughs> um He's got a yeah, solo well, series. It's a mini series, but it's a solo series. Wally, finally, after me begging Dan Didio on every post, he finally <laughs> has a series. Uh, it is this, canon too. It it is canon. It is written by it is it, it has the creative team of the New Fifty Two Teen Titans. Oh God! Uh-oh. It also has the creative team of Flash Speed Buggy, which was a special that I think everyone liked pretty much. Yeah, it came out so, about a year uh, ago. It's Scott Lobdell. It's Scott Lobdell who wrote, uh, who's written Red Hood for a long Eight time. Eight years. Eight years he's been writing. He's still writing today, Red Hood Outlaw. We might review his issue later on in the episode. But yeah. a, a lot of people don't like Scott Lobdell. For he's reasons, but. hit or miss. I guess they never miss, huh? <laughs> Stop. Uh, and then the artist <laughs> is Brett Booth, which I actually found really surprising because his DC exclusive ended a while ago and he was like really bitching about it on Twitter, like how he's not working with DC anymore. But. I guess secretly he was working with DC to get this Wally six-issue series going. Um, he wanted for this. Brett for, <laughs> yeah, for Breffle's art, I'm happy for him because he really deserved this. He's been asking. He's been like trying to pitch one. Him and Lobdell have been pitching this since 2011, so it only took them seven years to approve it or eight years to approve it. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, he his anatomy is a little weird and he draws faces a little weird, but Brett Booth and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, Wally West looks great. He, I love his Wally West, except for when he's running. <laughs> his body yeah. looks a little weird. But besides yeah. that, Brett Booth's a huge Wally fan, and he's been trying to get the story for a while. Like JD said, maybe he'll be on the podcast one day. Maybe one That'd day soon. Awesome. We <laughs> can talk awesome. about it with him. Or to get Scott Lobdell on just to talk about it, it would be awesome. But uh, yeah, so Wally West getting a six issue mini. Uh, there's been a lot of theories because the cover shows him in like cosmic space with a face behind him now the face is believed to be a character from the sideways series which neither of us read i know about it's he starts with a t but he is basically like a god or like a watch protector of the multiverse in a way 
Uh, what's his name here? I have it right here. His name is... No, well, I can't find his name. It starts with a T, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, he's kind of like... Uh, he's not evil, but he has a lot of involvement with the negative Earths, which is uh, from Dark Knight's Metal. And Sideways was a spin-off in a way of Dark Knight's Metal, because he, he got his powers from that event. So... Yeah. The negative Earths are where Batman Who Laughs came from, and that's an evil Batman. Maybe Wally West, who killed everyone in Heroes in Crisis, was an evil Wally West. It would be Ooh. nice if they could wreck on Heroes in Crisis, but I doubt they will. Although Booth was replying to tweets about people like, can you please clean up the mess of Heroes in Crisis? And he's like, that's the goal. So, yeah, I mean, I think Brett, Brett Booth was like very uh, verbal with his frustration of Wally's treatment in Heroes in Crisis. And... <laughs> I mean, I don't really follow Scott Lobdell, so I don't know if he was too, but he's obviously a big Wally fan, so it's nice to see a creative team. You know, when a creative team is passionate about a character, I think you get way better comics. So, mm-hmm. And with only six issues, you know, you don't have to save your big ideas for later. You could put them all up front. So I'm excited. And Scott Lobdell has talked about how he wants to do more issues. Brett definitely wants to do more issues. So who knows? Maybe if this does well, we could get another mini or, you know, an ongoing a full so. on series. Yeah. We got to start like um, a hashtag by Wally West. And <laughs> hashtag by uh, Flash Forward. It's called Flash Forest, by the way. Flash Which, Forward, yeah. What do you think of Which the name? A lot of, I like it. I would have preferred Flash the Fast Man Alive, but I, I like it. It's still good. Yeah. Um, I feel like Flash the Fastest Man Alive would be good, but it might be too similar to the to Flash. Run. Yeah. But I, I think I've heard a lot of people actually say that they want Wally to change his name in the comics to Flash Forward to differentiate him from Barry. I personally don't want that. I don't, but nah. I think that's the. Uh, He's been the Flash, Flash Forward since 1987. Let's leave it Flash. Yeah, and Flash Forward doesn't sound like a name. But it's a good title. Yeah. I actually like the title. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm definitely fine by the title. So the creative team, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about Scott Lobdell's writing. But at the same time, I don't hate his writing. Uh, and I think he did a really good job with Wally and Flash Speed Buggy. I thought it was a very sweet issue. And he understood how to write Linda. So perhaps Linda could show up in this arc, in this I, six issue miniseries. I would love that. I think that he made Red Hood the character who he is today. And I think that character is good. I like his Red Hood a lot. He doesn't write other characters that great but he did make bizarro an actual really incredible character he brought back artemis who hasn't been seen in years and made her a great character he mm. writes a pretty awful starfire in my opinion but <laughs> yeah. he writes a good and roy even roy I, i'm not a fan of his roy i kind of like his roy I, I don't mind it but is jason this red hood is pretty damn good so hopefully yeah. we could get a really good wally too we liked his writing in speed buggy hopefully we he keeps up that passion and make Wally the symbol of hope, but in red. Because yeah. Superman's kind of the symbol of hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you love Wally West and you want to see Wally West get more, make sure you support this series. Go out to your comic shop and make sure they're pre-ordering it for you. Or if you don't want to read in single issue, you're probably going to have to wait till probably like early Next to mid-2020. But uh, you can trade-weight it and get the whole thing in trade. And uh, make sure you support it that way. Make sure you support this comic. Don't just pirate it online. Because if the sales aren't there, then DC's going to be like, yeah, why do we give Wally a series? Like, the sales aren't reflecting. So, And, yeah, I don't want to see that excuse that you don't live by a comic store. You can still buy it online. DCComics.com. And or, Midtown Comics, they deliver. So, yep. Or uh, Comixology. It's an yep, app. For, it's a uh, website. Digital comics. Yep. It's uh, how I've been making my project Doomsday by purchasing on Comicsology. That's how I made the first one, and yep. it's a great system. Like, do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, support it. Don't don't pirate this. Don't read on any of your free comic sites. Buy these issues. Sure. Uh, JD and I only buy our issues. We don't like. That's me flipping through the issues that we're gonna review today. <laughs> it's an expensive hobby, but it's probably my favorite hobby. So. Yeah, exactly. We support support the industry with us. So support Wally West. We gotta get him. We gotta get him the face of the Flash again, the exactly. face of the DC universe. Almost the, the last time Wally had a solo series was December twenty fourth, two thousand eight. It has Whoa. been over a decade. It is insane. So. Are you like the history of the Flash or something? Damn. <laughs> In my spare time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, make sure you support the series. And uh, speaking of series that you don't need to support, that's a segue. <laughs> uh, Har- another spinoff out of Heroes in Crisis, Harley and Ivy. Who would have thought it? Harley with another series. Uh, okay, this I- is a series that you could support if you want. I actually will support the series. 
Oh, you're reading it. I might. I think I might. It's canon. The Harley Quinn comic isn't exactly canon. Oh. Like, she jumps between I mean, she, dimensions. Like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, she jumps between dimensions. She's always fighting, like, Batman or Superman and stuff like that. And places that you wouldn't expect to see Batman and Superman. And a lot of comic fans have just considered the series to be not canon. Because yeah. it doesn't affect the DC Universe at all. And the DC Universe changes don't affect Harley Quinn series. Like, Power Girl was in it for a while. And when was the last time we saw Power Girl? Not yeah, since... not Yeah, exactly. Pre-52, pretty much. As far as I know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not exactly canon. But this is a Harley Quinn miniseries that is canon. And it involves Poison Ivy. And it involves Heroes in Crisis. So... Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Ivy reborn because obviously she was reborn after Heroes in Crisis. So I think this has potential to be cool. I mean, I think Harley can be written well. I mean, like Harley and Ivy on Batman the Animated Series is some of my favorite things. So if they got like a Paul Dini to write this, which I don't know if he would, but if they got a Paul Dini type to write this, I would be excited. Yeah. No, I totally will. Uh, I'm thinking about reading it, but as of now, I do support it. I got to hear the creative team, but yeah. Um, mm. And then uh, other series that got announced, we have a JSA. Well, I don't know if they have a series or they're just appearing in Justice no, League. No, yeah, they're just appearing in Justice League. But I think they will have a series. They probably will by the end. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what it's issue, but in starting September, this is where all think, these new comics that we're talking about, I Wally, think Justice Harley. Justice 31 or something. There's 32. Somewhere yeah, yeah. There. So Wally, Harley, and now this. These All these comic news that we're talking about, they're all starting in September. So this, uh, the JSA, Justice Society of America, the classic team with Jay Garrick, with Alan Scott, with the original Doctor Fate, they're all coming back, like in Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yeah, except this is not related to Doomsday Clock, which is a big bummer. I'm trying to find the Scott Snyder tweet, but he said something about this not being connected to Doomsday Clock, that Doomsday Clock is kind of its own thing, which was like gasp like this is the future of the dcu you can't tell me this is non-canon you can't do this to me i started this company do you know how much <laughs> i sacrificed for doomsday clock um spider-man Wonder, to the reference, didn't yeah. it, but uh but yeah this is a little disappointing if if doomsday clock is not yeah i found the tweet so uh somebody said oh i didn't find it <laughs> um, <laughs> okay i'll stall for you Basically, what happening? What's happening is the Justice Society of America. They appear in Doomsday Clock, and Doctor Manhattan erased them from the timeline. That's why we haven't seen them since what 2010 or something like that. It's we been saw- a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So what's happening is they were just like, "Oh, Doctor Manhattan erased them," but people kind of feel like that by the end of Doomsday Clock, they're going to come back. Now we have two issues left, which means we have seven years left until Doomsday Clock ends. Yeah. So hopefully. Since they announced that, oh, they're going to be coming in Justice League soon, that Doomsday Clock will end by that time. That's in September. That's in a long, That's a while from now, but Doomsday Clock is delayed a lot. Do you even know <laughs> when the next issue is out? No clue. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so I found it. So Newsarama asked uh, Scott Snyder, quote, So does this tie into Doomsday Clock at all? Because we've seen the seeds of the Justice Society returning in Doomsday Clock. And Snyder responded, not really. I mean, Doomsday Clock really is its own wonderful incredible story the kind of light connection between them is just that what jeff and i talked about was because doomsday clock is kind of running at its own pace and in its own kind in its own kind of continuity what i didn't want to do was bring the jsa back before he had the chance to reintroduce them as a concept in issue number 10. i think that's similar with other characters that he's going to be using in doomsday clock as well so there there's a nod to each other in that regard i wanted him to be able to have the jsa as an idea and have the first appearance in doomsday clock but in terms of the continuities linking up, Doomsday Clock is a very special and inspirational book. We're all amazed, I think, at how good it is. But its effects are relatively self-contained to itself. Wah, wah, wah. That sounds a lot like Doomsday Clock is not in main continuity, even though Bendis has been reassuring us that it is. So It is. It 100% Jeff, can, is. Jeff, can you put out a statement on this? Like It totally is. We even got... like bad- Batman and Three Jokers is going to be main continuity, and that's supposed to take place after Doomsday Clock. So yeah. it is canon. It's just now that Snyder's bringing back the JSA, it's going to be kind of tricky to figure out yeah. what they're going to do to make do it make sense in Doomsday Clock. You know, maybe this will take place after Doomsday Clock. Yeah. We don't really know yet. That's what I've been assuming. I just looked it up too. Doomsday Clock number eleven, which is the next issue, is out August fourteenth. Damn. So. <laughs> 
I don't think we're going to get this series by the time they appear in Justice League. Yeah. Issue 12, which is the last issue, doesn't even have a release date as of now. I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, speaking of new series as well, uh, the Legion of Superheroes is going to be getting a new series. This is, is yeah, awesome. this, this is an actual series too, not just appearing yeah. in Justice League. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be by Brian Michael Bendis, who Whoa. already has so much on his plate. But uh, <laughs> Superman, Action Superman, Comics, action, Young Justice, Young Justice, Pearl World, uh, Gem, or something. He's writing a bunch of different titles. He likes to stay busy, but hey, I respect his hustle. Uh, but yeah, so Legion of Superheroes. The art is going to be by the great Ryan Souk, who has done some work on Action Comics, but mostly does covers. Uh, he is one of my favorite artists. I mean, of all time. I mean, he's just great. He did a Flash issue, like part of a Flash issue, and it was so beautiful. So I'm so excited to see him on a regular book. And yeah, this is a title that I plan to read. Yeah, I will definitely be reading this. I've never read a Legion of Superheroes. No, neither have I. I've never been in, I've like seen them cross over with the Justice League, but I've never read individual Legion. So yeah, I've read, it, I've read a Superman story with them in, in it too. So I've read stories with them in it, but never read a solo series with them in it. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely interested. Um, yeah. besides that, that, oh, uh, right. Going back to some Batman news for, uh, <laughs> comics, Batman 75, <laughs> the huge anticipated Batman issue 75 coming in about a month from now, pretty soon. We're almost there. Um, Tom King has been teasing that something big's going to happen. Although we don't know the big twist yet. We do know that Catwoman will make an appearance in it. Catwoman hasn't been seen in the Batman title since number 50 when she left Bruce Wayne on the altar after getting married and that kind of made bruce depressed and he's still depressed so we're finally gonna see them team up or i guess interact see each other again or maybe not yeah. oh man what if he just catwoman was like the last page and she's just staying with Bane, not even with batman uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past tom king uh but yeah so she'll be showing up and uh we got a lot of stuff for the bat and cat title which is by tom king the coming in january yeah coming in january 2020 and uh it is going to feature the Phantasm. Uh, Phantasm is a villain from the animated movie, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is highly regarded as like the best Batman outside of comics. Um, best Batman movie ever, too. Yeah, to movie, yeah. I've, I've personally never been crazy about this movie. I enjoy it, but I think it's overhyped. I don't know. Maybe I went in with too high of expectations, but it's never been like, wow, this is the definitive Batman movie. There's some great scenes, but... Overall, I'm kind of like, eh. I haven't seen so. it in years. I saw it as a kid. I, I remember it, but I don't remember it as well as maybe other people would. I'll it's have to rewatch it. It's on Universe, so I should rewatch it, but. Is it on Canada? <laughs> it is not on Canada, the country of Canada. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so Phantasm yeah. showing up. A lot of people are hyped up, about cool. this because Phantasm has never shown up, but. This is the year of DC bringing original characters to comics. Like Arkham Knight's in Detective Comics, and now yep. we're getting this guy. Or woman, if they pull the yeah, Arkham it's a, it's Knight. A, it's a woman in the movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I'm going on to some kind of Marvel, kind of DC news. Rob Liefeld <laughs> is a douchebag. Is the co creator of Deadpool. He is well let you known. forget that. <laughs> He's well known for drawing. Chest way too big, feet way too small, and hiding hands in his art. If you've he, ever seen that Captain America art where he's got like the chest that goes like two feet out from his face, yeah, that's Rob Liefeld. Yeah, he has a huge ego. He thinks he is superior. He is the master race. And uh, <laughs> sorry, that was kind of World War joke. Uh, he he kind of like he gets mad easily when you criticize him. And he decided he's going to go to Twitter to criticize DC Comics. He's saying he started going on Twitter tweeting how much he hates DC Comics, how much he wishes they were written the way they were when he was a child. He wants that nostalgia back. He hates DC, and he kept putting hashtags like Marvel Forever. He was kind of acting like a comment section in, like, look at Marvel's comment section when they show, like, a movie, and there's that one guy who's like, like this comment if DC sucks. Rob Leefield's probably one of those people. That's like one <laughs> of his other accounts. Account. Yeah. But <laughs> and then he got so much backlash, feeling, "Well, Rob, chill. Why are you getting so mad at DC? Like, Happy Tuesday. What's wrong?" And then he finally tweeted out, "Okay, you know what? I'm deleting Twitter. I, if you need me, I'll be on the gram and some like rock on emojis." 
And then he later t- tweeted about seven times after saying that for so <laughs> He didn't actually leave Twitter. But uh, on Facebook, he went into this huge rant about DC. It's a huge paragraph. You can still find it. It's still there somehow. And during his rant, he leaked some DC announcements that have not been made by the company yet. So I don't really want to leak it on here. It's like it's like announcements that were probably meant for Comic-Con, if I had to guess. So. Yeah, they're nothing like, oh, Doomsday Clock's getting like, another thing. No, they, they're like big announcements, but they're not continuity announcements or anything like that. So we probably shouldn't yeah. mention them on the show, but... If you really want to yeah, say you look up Rob Leafield. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so a lot of people were mad that he's leaking stuff, and some people were defending him, and uh, he, he got this information because Jim Lee called him asking if he wanted to be involved with it, and I guess he said no. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of Rob Leafield at all, and he blocked our very own comic hunter on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I commented because he reads Instagram comments being like, hey man, why'd you leak DC property? Like, that's kind of messed up. You're leaking it because you're angry that you don't like modern DC stories. And he just replied to me, say, take your medication and then block me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so that, easy to block. I had some uh, friends of mine, uh, Comic Prince, Comic Pappy, and Comic... Savior. Savior, yeah. Those Instagram accounts, they all liked my comment and they all got blocked for liking my comment. <laughs> So, sorry guys, uh, I guess Rob Leafield doesn't like criticism at all. But yeah, he yeah. leaked some information, and though DC hasn't said anything yet, I feel like he might be in trouble pretty soon. Yeah. I hope he is. Yeah. But yeah, that's the yeah. Rob Leafield story. Uh, yep. Going to Marvel though, House of X and Power of X are two big uh, X-Men titles being written by Hickman, who is a famous comic writer, coming God, soon to Marvel this correct. July. Yeah. He wrote an incredible Fantastic Four series, apparently. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> we both haven't read it, but it's on our list, our ever-growing list, but yes. Yeah, and he he uh, Hickman decided to do a little Q&A, and people were asking, like, oh, is House of X, like, is it called House of X or House of Ten or Power of X, Power of Ten? And he actually said it's called House of Ten, not House of X, even though there's an X. It's just the Roman numerical for Ten and Power of Ten. We don't know why yet, but it will be explained. Yeah, he said it's like major to the series, so mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, but yeah, this is basically erasing all of the past X Men events ever. For some reason, what the basic description has been. Um, this is a chance for a clean slate because X Men history is very cloudy. There's so much going on. There's some good. There's some bad. There's some great. There's some terrible. So it's, it's a clean like slate. It's it's Hickman's blank canvas, and he gets to do it. So. Sounds like they're doing like a soft reboot in a way. And then after these two books, they're going to be launching an entire universe of X books. So yeah, these two books are mini series. Yeah, so we'll be picking them up. Stuff. We'll be reviewing them on the podcast this July, Correct. probably. Yep. So yeah, looking forward to it. Want to go over some of the live action news now? We got yes. three yeah, live so action news. We'll start with Marvel. Yeah. So uh, looks like MCU will be casting Norman Osborn. They are looking for. Uh, based on the description, people are thinking Norman Osborn, which is a pretty fair assumption. Um, I, I can't even find the exact words, but they said something about like a so powerful guy. D, so. I think. Yeah, but uh, it looks like everyone's thinking Norman Osborn. So we'll take it to who do you want to cast Norman Osborn? Because Norman Osborn is a big role, and Willem Dafoe did the role so great that it's going to be hard to you know replicate that. So who would you want to see in the role? Uh, for me, it is Michael Fassbender. I think he's such a fantastic actor and he showed his range as Magneto. But the thing is he was Magneto as recent as this year. So I think people will associate him with Magneto. So they might not want to cast him like that. But I mean, other people have done you know, multiple comic companies and multiple comic book roles. So it's possible. Yeah, I don't really have a specific person in mind to play Green Goblin here, but the only person I can think of I was gonna say him, but he's already in the MCU. He's the guy that betrays uh, Shield because he's part of Hydra. He was in Winter Soldier and he was in Endgame. He was the guy that went over to Tony when, before Tony had his little heart attack thing by, caused by Ant Man. He was like, "Give me the briefcase, Tony." Oh you know? yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the business-looking guy. He was Hydra. Yeah. He got kicked by Black Widow and Winter Soldier, <laughs> but I think he he looks like Norman Osborn, so. Yeah. I mean, whoever they cast Norman Osborn better have waves. It's an early 60s Spider-Man joke when they really used to draw Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn like they had waves. So yeah, They still do sense. sometimes. Depends on the yeah. artist. But 
gonna have to wave check him yeah uh, yeah so Watch i, I hope they cast somebody good because this is potentially the big phase four villain and i want him to be because norman osborne's awesome in the comics so i'd love to see some of that on the big screen be cool to have green goblin a spider-man villain as a phase villain so that would be exactly cool. yeah um also in the live action news on the dc that was it for marvel side yes on the dc side uh the batman will never stop getting villains uh it <laughs> appears that the it could be anywhere between like six and ten villains and they're confirming people like firefly and two-face and uh penguin. catwoman and penguin so there riddler, are a mad yeah, hatter riddler. so there's a lot of villains and um i mean i'm loving it i i love the big villain the big rogue gallery we talked about this i think last week or two weeks ago and uh yeah i'm, I'm excited yeah this isn't gonna be like a spider-man 3 thing where they're all are a main villain quote unquote uh yeah the main villains gonna be peng the main villains are gonna be penguin riddler catwoman and then mm-hmm. firefly uh two-face and matt hatter will have minor roles in this movie we're gonna see them for yeah. sure and they're gonna have lines they're gonna have dialogue blah blah, blah. i can see one of these characters just being like an in the opening scene, maybe Batman taking down one of these characters. I see him taking down Firefly. I thought Firefly would be the opening scene, maybe like a burning building. People are like screaming for help and the firefighters can't get in. But then you see like Batman just jump in and the cape's protecting him from the fire. I think that would be cool. But yeah, as far as like Two-Face goes, he might just be working with Penguin silently. Some of them might be just in Arkham Asylum. If we see a, like a scene in Arkham Asylum, there's yeah. a lot of possibilities but yeah it's getting a lot of villains no casting yet just confirmation that they're in yep so, uh, another dc live action news anyone here watch krypton cricket cricket i hear it's good <laughs> i hear it is good whoa noise. was that your voice i have a talent that i can make a cricket noise i used to do this all the time in high school i haven't done it like in years but yes i can make a cricket noise with oh my mouth. okay hold on let's let's redo that anyone here <laughs> watch uh krypton whoa i thought you were doing an app or something secret talent interesting i do bird noises with my hand like (laughs) but that's it okay (laughs) anyways uh yeah um lobo is in krypton season two and he looks awesome from the scenes i've seen (laughs) from the scenes i've seen but he's getting his own solo show for some reason uh the man the merc with the The main man the main man man. (laughs) He is getting a fragging TV show. <laughs> I nice think ones. I like it. <laughs> Lobo lines. I think I like to watch it. I like to see the pilot of anything, or if, if anything, sorry. I like to see some more scenes of him in Krypton. I watched the first three episodes of season one and didn't really continue. Nothing. I didn't think it was bad. It just wasn't for me, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, I still haven't watched Krypton at all, so uh, I can't really judge, I guess. But I'm pretty interested. I think uh, I think it could be cool. I mean, you said it looks pretty cool. I agree with that. And Lobo is an interesting character. Although, I know I'm terrible with these predictions, but I feel like this show is not going to get made. Like, I feel like a pilot's going to be ordered, but I just don't see it doing well enough. But You are knows? really bad with these predictions. I'm, I'm awful with the predictions. Once Joker comes out, I'm never going to hear the end of it from Hunter. But Yeah, Joker's still not happening. We're in GD. Same with Venom. All Venom's right, not happening all either. All right. <laughs> But Absolutely. yeah, I feel like it's going to, uh, I don't know. It's hard to predict a TV show compared to a movie. Like we yeah, all know I mean, the Deadshot movie's not happening. But. Yeah, I, I just think sometimes pilots are ordered and they never end up happening. Like there's been plenty of Aquaman pilots and Wonder Woman pilots that just never made it to anything. So we'll see though. I'm guessing they'll judge it based on how he does in Krypton. Krypton season if two, yeah. people really like this bass dish, as he calls people, then yeah, yeah. They'll, he'll get a show. But we'll see. Yeah. That's it for uh, the live action news. I think. Yeah, lastly, we go to the gaming news. Uh, there's an Avengers game, and we saw some gameplay, and we got a lot of info on it. And our very own comic book hunter watched all the YouTube videos because he's the knowledgeable one with the video game I side. I actually just so. watched one, but <laughs> <laughs> I just watched hunter, the press conference. That was it. <laughs> it. It's more than I've watched. So, Hunter, take it away. Uh, Avengers, the game is happening. It's getting a lot of hate from the designs. So, I guess we'll start the, the with that. We'll start low. The design's not great. I oh mean, my. it looks like a PS3 game. Bruce Banner looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks like a PS3 game. It's still in development. I'll defend this game. I think Captain America looks awful, though. I hate his suit. It's like Riot Gear. I guess I get what they're going for, but I hate it. Yeah. I don't like his suit at all. I hope that we're going to be able to change the suits in the game, which I feel like will be a possibility for sure. That'd be cool. 
Thor. I don't like his look. Uh, I don't like... I think Tony's alright. I think Black Widow's alright, too. A lot of people have complained about Black Widow's face, but I feel like he'll be changed. A lot of people yeah. complained about Poison Ivy's face in Injustice 2, but then the game came out and it got kind of redesigned slightly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it'll be good. The voice cast is incredible. So these yeah. are actual voice actors, well-known voice actors. Troy Baker is voicing Bruce Banner, I believe. He voiced Batman in... And Joker. And Joker and Arkham Origins. And, Two Fa- and Two-Face and a bunch of other characters. He's voiced a lot of superheroes before. He's voiced a lot of iconic characters. I believe he book voiced Booker DeWitt in Bioshock Infinite. He voiced... Yep. I think he voices Nathan Drake. I could be wrong about that, though. I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other characters, like the guy voicing Tony Stark. I can't remember what his name is, but I believe he voices Joel in Last of Us. I could be wrong. Please don't hurt me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> he's a great voice actor. The voice actor for Thor and the voice actress for Black Widow, they are fam- well-known for Critical Role, which is the biggest Dungeons & Dragons livestream of all time. I'm a big fan of these two. They're actually married in real life, too. Uh, they're, great, they're great voice actors as well. You've seen them on a lot of different anime, a lot of different cartoons, and a few video games. I can't think of any of their roles off the top of my head besides the ones they play in Critical Role. Jester and Forward, for those who watch it. <laughs> but uh, I can't remember who the voice actor for the other guy is. I can't think of right now. They, they have a American. star-studded cast. Like, that's the point of this. Like They have a great cast and yeah, like, so. <laughs> a lot of recognizable voices from other video games. So. Mm-hmm. It's great cool. cast. And then the gameplay itself will be single player if you want it to be, or it could be co-op for online, not local co-op, which is, you know, it's understandable. A lot of games don't tend to do split-screen much anymore, unfortunately, but... So that means Hunter and I can play together. Yeah, oh, good idea. We totally should. Let's get it together. Um... <laughs> Co-op campaign, uh, solo campaign, not sure if you could switch between heroes or whatnot, but the roster is ever-expanding. It's not just these heroes that we mentioned. Uh, the end of the whole press conference, they show that Hank Pym Ant-Man will be a playable character. And it's Hank Pym, like young Hank Pym, not MCU Hank Pym, thank God. Not that uh, MCU Hank Pym's bad, it's just Hank, Hank Pym's a great Ant-Man and we don't really see him in the movies. Yeah, as yeah I, was worried, I was worried that um, since this is, it seems like a very MCU-inspired game by, like, just the character designs and, like, the roster, so I was worried, but uh, to see the older Hank Pym is definitely cool. Yeah, the entire game will be, like, there's free roam to an extent, there's different kind of maps, and the story's gonna be very dark. The story is basically uh, half of a city, I don't know which city, was destroyed. The Avengers failed. They were there at the time, but they couldn't save the city. And millions of people died. This takes place five years after that event. And the Avengers are... Some of them have given up. Captain America's dead, apparently. <laughs> Guarantee he's coming back, but he is dead. Uh, yeah. Don't know where Thor is. Don't know where Black Widow is. But Bruce Banner's trying to convince Tony to come back. But Tony can't get over himself that they all failed. So mm. it is an original story. This isn't based off of the MCU. This isn't based off any comic either. So I like that. I like that we're getting an original story and nothing inspired from each other besides the characters themselves. Mm. And yeah, that's about all the information we have right now. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, at well, E3. See. We'll get more information throughout the year. Oh yeah, release date is May the 6th, I believe, 2020. So a bit of a wait, but yeah. we'll get news while we wait. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's it for the news of the week. A very long news cycle, but uh, yeah, we bring you everything that we can. So uh, welcome to about the 34-minute mark where we will go over the comics. So Hunter, what is your pick of the week and what is your cover of the week? Oh, uh, my pick of the week is Batman and the Outsiders number two, actually. Interesting. That was your pick of the week when the first one came out, if I'm not mistaken. It is so, super like that series. good. Like, okay, and what yeah, is your cover of the week? My cover of the week is probably Justice League Odyssey number 10. It has Jessica okay. just flying in space. I think it looks great. Jessica Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is Superman number 12. I really like this issue. Uh, it was it's a very good, yes. feelsy issue. And uh, my cut for the week, I'm going to go with Flash 72. I'm a sucker for Howard Porter art, and I think it's cool. So Yeah, yeah. it kind of has Flash, like, just with a bunch of crime notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go over. Let's let's start with Superman number twelve, just because I was really excited about this issue. I thought it was really yeah, good. For sure. So apparently, uh, Supergirl ties into all of this. I don't read Supergirl. Hunter doesn't read Supergirl, but I've heard it's actually really good. I know what anyway, was happening in Supergirl. 
Basically, yeah. she took Rogelzar's staff, who was the big bad yeah. of Superman right now, in Man of Steel, which was over a year ago. And she's just been trying to like go around the universe trying to figure out information for Rogelzar. Who is he? Did he destroy Krypton? Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And if there were other people involved in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we start with Zod and all the villains, including Rogozar and Jax Ur, the guy who destroyed Krypton's moon. I actually remembered his name for once. And uh, yeah, Zod is kind of like the outcast here in a way, even though he's also a villain. He's kind of been reformed in a way. Not exactly a hero, but you know what I mean. Anti-hero. Uh, like big, We're more of an like anti-villain. A big, uh, like a big graphic of Jor-El above them. And uh, they talk about how Jor-El gets out of everything. Like he escaped the... He escaped the explosion of his own planet, so he's going to escape this fight in space. So uh, then we see the fight in space. Uh, yeah, when we, when we left yeah. off, there was a big fight in space with, like, name an alien? They might be in this fight. It's a and, galactic and war. All, and they were all after Jor-El, because mm-hmm. he's always the center of controversy. Uh, Supergirl and Crypto are on the scene, which is awesome, because Crypto is, like, never used, so it's cool to see him. Super dog. Uh, and he has, an, he has a bed in Clark's office from Justice League, so... Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, so every member of the House of L is there, and uh, Superman is trying to fight Rogal Zar, which is a tough fight. But Rogal Zar sees that uh, Kara, which is Supergirl, has his staff, and he wants it back. So he's jumping over to uh, Supergirl to try to get his staff back, and she's ready for him. She <laughs> throws a big punch at him, big left hook, and he goes flying back. So it's nice. And uh, we got a really nice page with uh, Crypto running over to John or flying over to John and licking his face. And it's just a really cute moment. And uh, he even says that, like, he needed to see that. Uh, Superman says that he needed to see that. It's a moment that his boy is still his boy, even though he's older. So I really like that. Uh, Superman and Zod go at each other, but they go into, like, hyperspeed for a quick minute so they could talk. But we don't see the dialogue right away. We just see them blur out for a minute. So I was like, oh, cool. So and they, ends with really- Superman just punching Hazard into Roglozar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I think it's cool that they've been introducing, like, a, not to be CWE here, but Flash Time. <laughs> and uh, they've been able to, like, have conversations, like, while nobody else is moving. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they all get to Jor-El's ship, and uh, they all, like, are getting cover fire, so they all do the laser vision, well, the, which is really cool. the good cool. guys are, the House of L. Yeah. Superman, so Superman Supergirl. Kara, John, yeah. and Crypto awesome and uh kara's like impressed that uh john is so old like wow you really hit puberty hard (laughs) uh they're able to fly away and there's probably the best page of the week in any comic uh we see superman kara john and crypto all hugging and uh, i love crypto he's cool (laughs) and jor-el is kind of just like looking down like he's not even part of that he's for all extensive purposes like not nell he's not part of the family loop even though that's his family right there uh, but yeah, it's a really nice scene seeing them all back together. And uh, Kara explains why she had the staff of Rogal Zar trying to figure out if he destroyed Krypton. And yes, he did destroy Krypton, but he wasn't the only one. And uh, it was the Circle, which is a group, and uh, they covered up the explosion of Krypton. And uh, Jor-El is kind of just like the Circle, which is something that you know we're kind of hinting at that he was involved in. So uh, pretty interesting. They kind of set up Supergirl's story here because she's going to go after a guy named Gandello, which is part of the Circle. And uh, he's uh, one of the worst galaxy collectors, I guess. Like He's a bad dude in the galaxy. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jor-El was talking about how everything was taken from his wife and his child, his planet, his people. So he's doing everything he can to make the universe a better place, even, that, even if that means that he'll die in a space war. So, uh, And then he was like, why is everyone trying to kill you? And he says, well, because most of the galaxy doesn't want unity and peace. They weren't created for it, which I thought was a very underrated line. I saw nobody talking about that, but I thought that was really cool. And he says that he thought, you know, that was the one thing that earth could teach him that even that, uh, he loves that, that Clark loves the earth and that the earth loves him. He needs to understand that there's very bad people out there. So really interesting. Uh, Kara wants to take John in her space journey. And Clark's just like, what? No, no, no. He should be staying with me. And uh, apparently his suit has a thing that lets him transport. It's like Krypton technology, which I guess is the same thing that helped Clark get to Earth when he was a baby. So, yeah, it's like kind of like teleportation. 
Yeah. So uh, John is going to go off with Kara and Crypto, and they're going to be, I guess, furthering the story in Supergirl. And Clark is going to stay back with Jor-El. And uh, it's an emotional goodbye. And he's like, your mother's going to kill me, but you got to go. So for Kandor, which is like uh, Clark and Kara's thing, which I really like. And again, Crypto, cute. Uh, anyway, they go off, and it's just Clark and Jor-El. And um, yeah, he was just, at, Clark was asking him, are you part of Circle? Or do you know Circle? And Jor-El admits that he was obviously one of them. And uh, then Jor-El is asking, what did Zod say to you when you guys went into your little uh, hyper time? Because obviously Jor-El noticed. And uh, basically, Zod is telling him, stop, I need you to hear me out. Uh, I... I know that he's a bad man, but I need to work on the inside to get the intel to find out if he's, you know, the soul, find out who's responsible for destroying Krypton, which I feel like Jordan has some part of it. And uh, he can't oh, destroy think? him himself. He can't destroy him himself. So Clark and Zod have to team up, even if it's an easy one. So Zod's going to be their undercover agent. I like it. Everybody yeah. wants every name of everyone who had to do with the destroying of Krypton. And it sounds uh, like Superman doesn't fully like that idea, though. I think he doesn't love it, but I think he's willing to do it to find out who did this. Because so. Zod says, I was hoping this enormous gesture of good faith between us might do it. And Superman just says, not even close. And, and Cyber Simon, like I said before, throws Zod into Rogozar. Yeah, and Zod kind of gives him the side eye from the back. But uh, yeah, and then um, Clark starts talking to Jor-El and he's like, how are you still alive? And then he says, who are you, Mr. Oz, Jor-El? grandpa so interesting that they called him mr oz because that mr oz feels like it's been dead since like 2016 you know that was like the start of Rebirth, that was like so. his superhero name in a way. yeah a, a little a little nostalgia blast but anyway well, they go back to throw back to what he kidnapped him drake <laughs> <laughs> but then they go but damien's cute so that's the more important thing uh but yeah so then that's the end of the issue they go back to where krypton was and it's just a bunch of spo- uh floating rocks so yeah next the real actual truth about krypton Uh, i really liked this issue i thought it was really good this was Um, an awesome issue yeah looks like the war is over my favorite series it's just it takes forever to come out because it's monthly and i hate that but it's great i actually didn't know it was coming out until today or i guess yesterday when i wednesday for those listening uh i was i walked into the store i was like oh superman's out i didn't even know that sweet (laughs) this is the 12th issue which means Superman's been out for a year by Bendis. That's mind blowing to me. Like this series. So oh, that's a good point. Happy month. one year. Yeah. So uh, I'm really liking it. Um, I rate it a nine out of ten. I give I it a really nine as well. Vision. Maybe nine point so, five. Yeah. I didn't see many flaws. Yeah. Uh, next, let's go over the Flash seventy two, uh, the third part of chapter three of the year one story, uh, which. Has been pretty good so far, even though it has some flaws. It's I, I'd say it's not as good as say uh, the Grodd story, uh, which I'm blanking on. Um, oh, Gorilla Warfare. <laughs> no, 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 the one from Rebirth. A lightning uh, Storm. Lightning Strikes Twice. Per- perfect Storm. Perfect, perfect Storm. storm and I don't think it's as good as Flash War, but I think it's pretty enjoyable. So uh, this is telling Barry's first year as the Flash, and where we left off last issue, he was facing off against the Turtle, which is the first villain that he ever faced in Showcase Number Four in 1956. Kind of a cheesy villain who just like slows down time, but anyway, um, Barry is stepping up to him because he needs to reverse the future that he saw. Because old man Barry is losing to the Turtle, and Turtle takes over Central City. So Barry figures, well, if I stop him now, that'll never happen. So uh, he's trying to take him down. So he goes into like a hypertime type thing and everything slows down around him. The police are frozen. Iris is frozen. Everyone is frozen except for him and the turtle. And uh, he talks about how his whole life that he's always stood up to bullies and he's never had to throw a punch, but it all changes today because he needs to be the Flash. Uh, Before he can land a punch, the turtle kind of like hits him with his powers and slows him down and then hits, hits him with an uppercut and he talks incredibly slow. Uh, Tom King would probably love this because lots of dot dot dots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he um, hits Barry right into a wall, and Barry tries to phase through the wall. But last time he phased through something, it exploded, and it happened again. It exploded, but it actually works to his advantage because all the bricks start to hit Turtle and knock him out. And uh, right as Barry lands, he uh, he like knocks it out of hypertime. So Iris is back and says, "Oh my god!" Uh, and Barry wakes up like or gets up with a black eye i'm not really sure how he got a black eye from landing on a brick wall but anyway not the point i mean have Uh, you ever been thrown at a brick wall before (laughs) 
I have not th- been thrown into a brick wall. Tried to face through it and blown up personally, but I have a um, few times, and it does give black uh, eyes. You got experience, okay? Well, if it's a first-hand experience, I understand. Uh, anyway, um, now he's got to catch all the bricks from hitting anyone because one's going right for Iris's head. He saves it, and uh, yeah, the turtle is down for the count, and the cops like tase him and take him in. So really good. But now he's got to meet up with Iris, so uh, he goes back into his Barry Allen uni- or Barry Allen like suit and. Uh, apologize for being late as always uh but she says she doesn't like to be kept waiting but he plays it smooth and he's like well uh why don't we go get dinner and uh she actually questions his black eye but he says that it's uh when the lightning hit him in the lab that he's a slow healer so haha funny funny slow slow anyway uh they're gonna get dinner which is really nice and we get like a nice little montage again of barry having time in his life he's fast he's being the flash but he's also being barry allen he's has time for relationships and friends and work and he's helping people so he's living his best life and for the first time and as long as he can remember he's looking forward to tomorrow and i this was my favorite two pages of the whole issue he's enjoying life and it's nice to see a hopeful positive barry allen yeah but doesn't it sorry doesn't it look like uh barry and iris are walking on water on the bottom page (laughs) It, it does. <laughs> like, you don't see their feet, but there's clearly water. Like, they're on a river, it looks like. So. Yeah, probably not the best choice for art. But, I mean, it's still a cool, like, two-page spread. Yeah, like it is. It. I really like the quote I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I actually posted on my Instagram. His really flash. Because uh, I really like this quote, and I thought that oh, was sorry, written cool. very well. Uh, your Instagram? Sorry. No. Uh, History of the Flash. It's a little known account. You know, it doesn't have that many followers, but it's oh, pretty okay. cool. Yeah, maybe. The I'll... guy who runs it. The guy who runs it is a really cool guy. His name is uh, JD or something like that, and everyone says he's a cool guy. So yeah, I've never heard of him. Okay. Totally check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, now Iris is taking interviews from people on the streets, and <laughs> this is kind of stupid dialogue. But the kids like, yeah, he was like zoom boom, and Flash took him out, and I'm like, okay, and uh, yeah, Flash took out the villain and brought pizza to the kids so really nice he's also um, leaving a sign like mars he's spray painting uh the f- flash symbol on where crime is stopped he's yeah. going back to erase it later but still <laughs> yeah because he's a barry allen goody two shoes but yeah no it's really nice they're doing barry very well uh anyway he's working on upgrades for his suit so he could hear things better and uh and try to get dressed faster so it's like the start of the flash ring which is cool. And uh, Iris surprises him with a surprise visit. Buzz Buzz, let me in. And he's like, oh, crap, got to clean this place. So he cleans his place at super speed, changes into a tie, and he gets a rose for Iris. So, again, really nice. Uh, this is where it gets a little cringy, though. <laughs> um, oh, Iris God, yeah. I was, I was I, trying I, to <laughs> – when you said there's a cringe line before, I'm like, there was also a cringe line in a comic this week, but I can't remember what issue yep, or what it's, it was. It's right It's right here. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> she, she sees his comic books and – um <laughs> this is the one i related to the most she's like oh you like comic books you're like a real nerd nerd and he's like yep that's me nerdy guy and i'm like yep i feel that uh but anyway um she's like yeah i got a nerdy side too i'm really into horror movies and then she goes rawr i, I cringe so hard but I- it's I like, like what? i'm really into not just three dots but six <laughs> dot 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 and then that's in a so bolded <laughs> caps lock horror movies rawr! <laughs> Iris, no. And Nobody Barry doesn't even have dial. Barry doesn't Nobody have any would... <laughs> Joshua Williamson, like, has he ever talked to a human before? Who, who would talk about that? <laughs> Barry doesn't have lines afterwards, too. He's just, like, looking at her. <laughs> I cringed so hard. I was ready to put down the comic. I was like, oh, like, I was enjoying it up to that point, but I was like, oh, my God, that was so cringy. Hey, <laughs> like, he's had some cringy moments, but oh, Jesus Christ, that God. might take the cake. I would have rewrote that, like, don't worry, I also kind of like nerdy stuff, like, I like horror movies here and there. That's what I would write, not, horror movies, rah, like, oh my god. Uh, and Barry could have been like, oh yeah, me too, or oh, I'm not really into them, but I might be interested in checking them out, I guess. Like, oh, have Barry so say crazy. something to that, like, he's just staring at her with, like, a half-open mouth smile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so cringy, but anyway, uh... Him and Iris. Uh, Iris talks about how she's looking for a guy named Clive Yorkin, who uh, is from the Silver Age comics. He has like the death touch, where he touches you when you're dead. It was the Silver Age. It was pretty stupid. But anyway, um, he's most known for, they thought he was the one who killed Iris West, but it was actually the reverse flash. But yeah, so uh, that's what Clive Yorkin's known for. And he's got a really weird name. But anyway, uh, they don't like to do the work talk while they're on a date. So uh but then she gets a text from work saying uh, that she has to go. So she has to go. But Barry's okay with it because he needs to get out there and, you know, 
be the Flash. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to figure out the whole Clive York and stuff too because he wasn't able to finish that experiment because that was the day he got struck by lightning. So he's going through his lab and doing the experiments and it leads him to the gang. Uh, the gang are all wearing sunglasses like Lenny Snart because Lenny Snart is in this gang. It's the future Captain Cold mask and he talks about how it's a cool mask. Cool is bolded. Cool pun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Clive Yorkin is talking about how he should get a bigger cut because he helps plan this. And Lenny's like, no, we keep it equal. Everyone's a family. So already like the little seeds of the rogues, I think. And Iris's dumbass goes up to Clive Yorkin and is like, can I get an interview? Did you kill him? Like, yes, let's go up to four dangerous criminals and ask them this. Like, you're so stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, apparently she's doing this right in front of two cops. Like, did, the, did these two cops not notice that this gang of four people were just walking suspiciously? <laughs> yeah, I really don't get that. Holding bags um, and the sunglasses and talking about, like, we're going to share the loot, man. <laughs> yeah, like right in front of cops. But anyway, uh, Clive Yorkin is trying to get Iris away. And he's like, fine, if you're not coming away, you're, going, you're coming with us. And she's like, can I quote you on that? And hits him in the nuts. So, yeah, cool. Uh, he pulls a gun and... Uh, of course, another ice pun. <laughs> Captain Cold goes, chill out. Uh, God. Anyway, uh, right as he starts shooting, Barry's able to get in there, and he stops the bullets from hitting Iris, which is, again, really cool panels. I love the way Howard Porter did the art here. He made him move like a glitch in a way, which is like this is how I picture an animation. So really good job, and he ties up the whole gang, and uh, they're like, you boys just got busted by the Flash. But Barry goes tumbling down when he be- gets back to his apartment. He's like, oof, oof. And the last page reveals that he was shot. Good boy, so he's got a... He pulled a quick silver. He, I didn't see that coming. Dies. <laughs> uh, Flash seventy two. So it's a pretty good issue with some cringy moments, but pretty good issue overall. Um, oh, I'm, did, yeah. I'm liking Flash Year One so far. I think it's an interesting story, and I'm going with a seven out of ten on this one. I'll give it like seven point five. I like how Barry's a fan of Batman and Superman before he's like a full hero yet. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always pictured Barry. So I like how they're making him a nerdy fanboy. So I hope this cool issue. Stuff. Oh, no, never mind. I was going to say I hope this issue ends with him meeting Superman and Batman, but I guess they meant Justice League Origin. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's real? Uh, <laughs> I thought he was a vampire. And now he's a vampire. Uh, anyway, um, I guess ne- next comic we'll go to is Hunter's pick of the week because I didn't read it, but he did uh, Batman and the Outsiders, number two. Sure. I'll review real quick. Hold on. First with Flash Year One. Do you know how many issues we have left of Year One? Uh, it goes till 75. Oh, okay, so quite a bit. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm alright with dead. Okay, uh, where is it there? Batman the Outsiders. This issue's awesome. This series is super <laughs> cool. The arts are awesome. <laughs> uh, it starts with uh, Bruce Wayne and Black Lightning. Uh, they're in the Batcave just talking about leadership and whatnot, and Bruce Wayne's kind of being sassy. He's just, mm-hmm. like, he's drinking tea at the time, and he's just all kind of, like, relaxed. Black Lightning's like, we gotta talk serious. He's like, how do you do it, Bruce? And Bruce replies, do what? Drink tea? I wait for it to cool. Offer likes a British temper. And Black Lightning's <laughs> like, stop being Bruce Wayne, please. I'm here to work with Batman. <laughs> and so Bruce is like, alright. And you get a really cool shot of one of his suits like on display. One of Batman's suits, and it's really cool. Um, so last we left off, there was a woman who found out she was a metahuman. Her powers are, she could heal. And that's about it. But she can heal, like, rapidly. Like, she gets shot, she'll heal, heal. She'll heal in, like, a second. Um, and basically, a future cyborg. He's, like, Cable, it seems. And he came from the future to work with Batman. And he's mm-hmm. kind of protecting this woman. And they're in this, uh... They're in the middle of nowhere, this random cabin, to hide out for the night. And they're just like, people are gonna come and they're gonna try to kill you. So, you gotta be ready. And the girl's just like... Uh, should I have a gun to like ready myself? And he's like, no, I know if I give you a gun, you're going to kill yourself. And she's like, that wasn't what I'm going to do. It's just if I need to defend myself. And the guy's like, okay, fine. Here, take this future gun. <laughs> it's like, and it's like three times as powerful as a regular gun and super powerful. It's, it looks like a handgun, but red. And she's like, all right, thanks. I'm going to bed. Bye. And he's like, bye. And then we get to um, this character this new i don't know if he's new or if he's been in something before he looks kind of like um the monitor from uh you know the villain the monitor yeah one of the he's but more of a human size and he has like two swords and a shield and he looks super cool and he's kind of like meditating and then he opens his eyes and kind of like says immortality awaits and bursts off towards the cabin that they're Mm -hmm. in 
And meanwhile, the girl who got the gun decides she's going to kill herself and holds a gun to her head. And before she pulls the trigger, uh, the uh, monitor-looking guy bursts through the wall. And it's an incredible splash page. Like, the detail is insane. Like, that Dexter Soy art is pretty. Yeah, this is like one of the best art ever. And then for the next few pages, there's barely any dialogue. The cyborg-looking guy jumps in and goes, Sophia, down! And then you just start shooting each other. And you see, like, a sh- they're just firing at each other. And it looks very like much like Dragon Ball Z in a way. <laughs> At one point, uh, they showed the outside of the cabin and have these bullets just bursting out of the roof and the wall and things are catching on fire and everything. And most of this issue actually had no dialogue. <laughs> but the art mm-hmm. is so well animated, it feels like. Like, you could totally tell what's happening. At one yeah. point, uh, the monitor-looking guy jumps at someone and he gets pushed back and he, like, puts a sword on the ground to stop himself from, like, skidding. And, oh, it's so good. But then eventually... Uh, he goes to like kill the girl by raising his sword and as he swings down, another sword blocks it and you get this awesome splash page of Katana, Katana just blocking it with her sword. And I guess I'll just kind of wrap it up. But eventually the outsiders come, Black Lightning, Orphan, Signal, and they all start working together. Like they have command codes, they, Orphan yells launch and Signal does this certain pose where she jumps off his back. And uh, yeah, it's just basically a big fight scene issue. But at the end, uh, the monitor looking guy grabs uh sophia and teleports away and when we get to where sophia landed uh she's in a bed and she wakes up and she looks around and rachel ghoul's standing there watching her and that's how yeah. it ends but yeah, yeah. That interesting it's super good and the art is really 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 good that's all i gotta say it, okay, cool. it like 9.5 maybe 10 out of 10 it was really wow. really good it was such, it was like one of the best action comics of it <laughs> action comics action like as in fight scene comics I've ever read like this fight scene was so cool and it's characters that I don't barely even know like the outsiders didn't even show up till the end mm-hmm. but yeah that's Batman the outsiders I might, I might have to jump on the series I've heard you a lot of good should. things so far ask your comic shop there's only two issues so far and it's monthly so you got time yeah I have to jump. I'm on so many titles and I'm jumping on so many more in like September so we'll see <laughs> yeah, me but too. it sounds interesting so far it's really um, good Alright, so I guess that's Batman and the Outsiders. I think since we're approaching an hour, we'll just quickly go over like uh, kind of like one-minute recaps on the uh, rest of the comics. But uh, let, let's start with, of course, the Batman Who Laughs, because that's always fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Batman Who Laughs is bad. Okay, uh, you got a minute. Go. Okay. Uh, Batman Who Laughs. So uh, Batman is becoming more like the Batman Who Laughs because, uh, I don't know, Scott Snyder enjoys it. Um, meanwhile, Jim Gordon and Jim Gordon, haha, Jim Gordon and James Gordon are being chased down by the Grim Knight, and uh, James Gordon wants Jim to not give up on his medication and let him recover, but Jim is not letting it happen because he still thinks he's wearing a mask. Um, anyway, they break into the Batcave and get Batman Beyond suits, which is weird because I always thought Batman Beyond was considered like an Elseworld, but I, I guess not. Um, so they're fighting off the Grim Knight in Batman Beyond suits, which is cool, but they make too many Beyond puns. So, uh, yeah, weird. Uh, meanwhile, Batman and Batman Who Laughs are facing off, and Alfred like keeps calling in like, dude, you're at, one, you're at 1% regular blood cells. You can't keep doing this. And Batman's like, no, I can do it. Uh, and, yeah, he's getting the snot kicked out of him by Batman Who Laughs, and he talks about how there's one good Bruce Wayne left, and Batman thinks he has that Bruce Wayne because it's a kid Bruce Wayne. And, uh, yeah, he's running away from the monster, which – I didn't really get what they were going for there, but I guess I think they were just calling Batman who laughs a monster. Yeah. Um, And then um, he talks about how the happiest Bruce Wayne, who's going to use the last bit of serum on is you when you become the Batman who laughs. So he's going to become the Batman who laughs and he gets shot with serum. And uh, yeah, here's the terrible sound as the city laughs with both of us. They do like a lot of laughing dialogue here, which is kind of interesting, but also kind of stupid. Like this whole series. Uh, Boom. Done. Let's send a minute. Nice. We have about uh, and, twenty seconds. Uh, while we're on the while we're on the bat subject, let's go with Detective Comics. So this is well, the I, was, end of I the... just want to say really quick the Batman laughs. I think some of the art here, like the splash pages of uh, Batman and Batman laughs jumping at each other with lightning. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, I think Jock does the art for this, and he yeah, did he the does. art for um, the pre fifty two Snyder Batman story. Uh, I can't Black remember name. the Dick Grayson one. Black yeah, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. So he also did the art for uh, Batman All Star. All-Star Batman Rebirth. Yeah. Which is another so. Snyder story. But yeah, uh, yeah, also James Gordon betrays Jim Gordon in the end. Yeah. 
There. So cool stuff. Uh, Detective Comics number one thousand five. This is the wrap up of the Arkham Knight story. Uh, so Batman and Robin are going after the Arkham Knight. This is another one of my favorite series, just because it doesn't really feel the pressure of all these DCU events. It's kind of just its own thing. It almost feels like a continuation of Batman and Robin from the New Fifty Two in a way, and I really yeah, like that. I like that they're making Robin a big part of it. Batman's working with Robin. It's great. Yeah. So uh, they're going right to the Arkham Knight, and uh, they're not taking any chances. Uh, Batman and Robin decide to split up because they need to take out this big goopy looking guy. Um, his name's Arcane, and uh, it's up to Robin to take him down. It's like some of my favorite panels of the issue when Robin's like beating him up. Like <laughs> Damien repeatedly punches him in the face, and I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, and he takes he takes him down while Batman is being like burned alive by the Ghost Rider looking dude, the green one, Atomic Skull, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Alpha, uh, Alpha gives him a warning about his suit getting too hot or something like that because of him. But uh, once Arcane is shut down, he's able to overpower the Atomic Skull, and him and Robin are back together. And uh, basically the Arkham Knight's plan is to blind all of Gotham, which is weird, but okay. Um, so it, they're, Batman and Robin aren't blind because they have these special glasses, but everyone else in Gotham is temporarily blinded. And uh, they're screaming, but the Arkham Knight views them as singing, so... Arkham Knight's a little messed up in the head, and uh, she still blames Batman for the death of her mom. But uh, anyway, they start to take down the Arkham Knight's guards, and Batman goes after the Arkham Knight herself. And uh, he is able to defeat her, and he's like trying to show her the you know the light. No, no pun intended, of course. And uh, it's kind of working, but kind of not. And uh, he's eventually able to crash into the light and get the light to stop hitting Gotham. But uh, through that, Batman is blinded temporarily. Uh, we find out that Gotham will be temporarily blind, so everyone's inside, so the city's like empty. And uh, their vision will be back within a few days. And uh, Robin gets to drive them home in the Batmobile because Batman can't see. In the epilogue, uh, the Arkham Knight is being transferred to a prison, and the prison guard is like talking crap about her. Like, you're gonna go rob Black Hole. You crippled my friend. And... Uh, he gets killed by the other prison guard who's like, the sun rises, milady. And she says, yes. Yes, it does. Next, the specter. So, Arkham Knight. Cool good, stuff. Good story. I really like it. Yeah, I didn't think the Arkham Knight story would uh, transfer well to comics, but I've been very satisfied. Pete Tomasi's doing a great job on Detective, and it's been, yeah, one of my favorite titles. And it's very refreshing from Tom King's Batman, so. The Arkham Knight is a character that's actually a pretty good villain. Nothing like... The actual game Arkham Knight, yeah, like completely different besides the look, but really cool. I like how she actually did something. Like she made Gotham blind for a bit. She actually yeah. achieved her goal for a bit. And and she'll be returning. So yeah, which thank God. I'm glad that she didn't die or anything like that. Yeah, cool. I liked it. And yeah, yeah I won't bother reviewing Red Hood or Justice League Odyssey. Red Hood was yeah, it was kind of meh. And honestly, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> okay. Full time working. <laughs> Takes over me. But yeah. Us both. Us both. That's the show. Thanks for oh, watching. Okay. And I didn't know if you wanted to go over Amazing Spider-Man real quick or Oh, not. right. But I forgot that came out. It's right in front of me. <laughs> On the Marvel too. side of things. Yeah, I guess I'll quickly go over it. The, hunted, the hunt is over. Um, I can't really go over this without spoiling a major thing that happened last issue for you, JD. I know you haven't read it yet. But yeah. Yeah. A, a major character died like a really oh. major character died oh, and <laughs> um how to talk about this without spoiling it a major I'm, just character- unplug, I'm just gonna unplug my earbuds for a bit you got this okay how about when you see me stop talking for a little bit you resume perfect <laughs> that goes for everyone else okay say something if you have it unmuted he's gone guys I could say anything right now. Okay, so in the Amazing Spider-Man, um, Craven the Hunter dies. He died last issue. He was killed by dressing himself as Spider-Man, and then he went out, and his son saw him, and his son murdered him. Why, you ask? Uh, Craven was kind of depressed. He wanted to die, and he wanted his son to take on his legacy. Kind of a messed up way to do it, if you ask me. Like, if I wanted to go out, I wouldn't want my child to murder me. So that's what Craven did, though. I guess that's cool. Uh, besides that, like Spider-Man, kind of he had these visions earlier and of Mary Jane dying. So he quickly swung over to Mary Jane's apartment to see if she was dead. The her front window was broken, and when he went inside, there was blood on the floor. He started to freak out, but Mary Jane 
saw him and apparently she uh was walking and since spider-man she i'll just read her line she says spider-man says you're okay and mj says uh i'm definitely not i thought you were why are you wearing that costume you scared the crap out of me you know i hate that by the way spider-man's wearing this black suit and spider-man's like wasn't my idea what you're, you're hurt she says i'm fine he says what what happened Mary Jane says, well, somebody always dashes off in some dumb costume leaving their laundry all over the floor, which somebody else then tripped on, which I'll admit was clumsy, and then that someone put their hand right through the window. And then she kind of stops before explaining, and Peter starts to cry because he had these visions of her dying, and she goes, Tiger, are you? And then she just gives him a hug and kisses him, and that's kind of where the issue ends. There also is a tease of a new Sinister Six happening we led by Vulture, a Craven's son gets a finds a note from his father that says, "My son, it is finished. These words you read mean my hunt is finished, and so is yours. As I write this, I do not know how to how it came to be, but it does not matter. All that does matter is you. To claim what is rightfully yours, behold, this is your birth birthright. Now, in this moment, I feel no regret, nor should you. Only pride and triumph." You see, we are immortal. I have called you my son, and for that, a time was true. But now it is time to become something else. You're forged in fire, born in blood. My spirit made flesh, more than my child. You are me, and I am you. One of the same now. It is time for you to claim it. Time for you to take the name. You are Sergei, the beast. You are Kravenov, the superior. From this moment on, on you are craven the hunter the hunt begins so craven's son is now the new craven the hunter he got craven's suit he cut his hair he looks just like craven basically also the ending showed us classic spider-man villain known as the chameleon returning so a lot of like, just set up it's just issue 23 of spider-man it was extra sized issue 25 is coming two issues which will also be extra sized and probably set up the next the future of spider-man with uh pierre tomasi on art or no patrick gleason sorry oops Patrick Gleason doing the art. And besides that, uh, if you are hearing this, DM JD saying, you're a twat by... What is a twat? I don't even know what that is. Maybe I should change it. You should DM JD being like... Uh, just send them the lyrics to... Um, let's see, what song? Old Town Road. How about that? Send them the entire lyrics to Old Town Road and say it's from me. Yeah, I'll stop talking so JD could come back. Uh, and it appears I am supposed to be back because the line went dead. Yeah, wow, that was fast. Good job. I, I was I was waiting for the line to simmer down and it started to simmer down. So yes, yeah. I am back. Yeah, I went um, pretty in depth of that issue. So <laughs> I, I don't mind at all. Uh, yeah, yeah it was the, actually a shocking moment. So you should uh, you should check it out sometime. I plan to. I plan to. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, about it for the episode. We had a big news week and a big comic week. And uh, yeah, those are my favorite weeks because uh, Wally West got a solo series, baby. Hey. Um, <laughs> if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review. We're working hard for your review, so give it to us. Uh, and if you're listening on any other streaming service, follow, subscribe, do your thing. We yeah. appreciate it. Listen, um, tell your friends, read, read comments, <laughs> support Wally West. Yeah. Yes, support support comics in general. Support what you like. Vote with your dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, and uh, that's it for a hero story. Um, I forgot my line. I'm JD <laughs> for a hero story. I'm JD for a hero story. Yeah, that's that sounds how. Yeah, that's exactly for a hero story. I'm JD and I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. <laughs>